Boom. Okay. Andy, how's it going? Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> very, very good. Thanks, Owen. Awesome. Yeah. Right. It's nice to have you here. No, no thanks for having me. No, it's no problem. Um, so, you're managing Richardson's Trek again. Mm-hmm. How many years is this now? Uh, eight years. Eight years. Eight years with, with Richardson's Trek. Yeah, eight years. So, you've been in this managing teams for almost 10 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, through no fault of our own. <laughs> I've said before, it wasn't something we intended to do. Dean and myself were the two senior riders because uh, James Watling, you remember? Yeah, James. yeah. For whatever reasons, um, James decided, "Well, I've had enough." Um, I think his wife was pregnant at the time, and he said, "Look, I'm going to wander away from this, Andy Dean. If you want to take the reins, otherwise, I'm going to fold it." So, yeah. So we just thought we'd give it a go, run with it, and and we're still doing it. It must be one of the longest running teams now. I think so. When you, I look at a, a lot of the teams that are out there have been and gone in the time we've been doing it. Uh, you know, in, big, flash, gone. Um, and yeah, yeah, for sure as racing teams rather than clubs, we're, mm. we're probably, yeah, definitely one of the longest running teams out there. Do yeah. you think that's testament to yourselves and how you inspire like the, the, the sponsors and, and this wider community around your team? <laughs> I'm asking do you think you're yeah. really no I don't know I think there's, it's enthusiasm we love doing it um, and, and, and I said to people before if we're going to do it we want to do it properly don't want to yeah. mess around doing it and also the risk of sounding a bit naff it's kind of grown organically Yeah. in that we've not gone out and tried to grow it overnight massively it's just happened and it's been quite easy to manage and grow very very slowly um, and you know, there's a, there's two or three of us taking the load of running the team. So you've got people to, to, to fall back on. We enjoy doing it. As I say, we've got good riders on board, brilliant sponsors, obviously, that are talking long-term, not just to the end of the season. They're talking about a year and two years ahead, which gives you, like, you can be comfortable in what you're doing. So, um, yeah, just everything's come to, come together. I don't think yeah. it's, it's intentional. Maybe because we do it properly and we haven't tried to run before we can walk, it, it it's just it's got that longevity yeah um and then once yeah. you have the longevity sponsors think of that longevity mm. they know that it's not just a short-term endeavor i think if people see you've been doing it for a long time and see you've been at, at the level we are and they can see you've had success they're more likely to get involved and help out rather than throw money at something that's just kicked off if if there's no certainty that's going to be successful so there is that um and of course i think We've got good relationships, all the sponsors get on with everyone. And, and, and equally, the sponsors as well, this is quite interesting, relatively, um, <laughs> for me anyway, that they are all they all love cycling. There's no, They've all come to the sport because they love cycling. They want to put something back in. They can see we're putting something back in. And if you go through the list of our sponsors, they've all either been involved in sport, are involved in sport, were, were, were racers, love the sport so you've you, they're not doing it necessarily for financial gain or you know yeah. commercial gain we're not going to sell metro foods uh, a load more frozen peas <laughs> they, they do it because they want to help guys race and they love the sport you know as yeah. an example yeah is that something that the goodwill aspect the vibe that you can give because they know who you guys are they want to help that be a part of that journey to a, to a degree, I think mainly it is that they really want to put something back in. Yeah. Um, Richardson's as an example, you know, Eric never raced, but he, he loves what the sport does for young young people and the inspiration it gives them and the dreams. 
and I mean you know Eric and yeah yeah he's great he's, he just likes putting something back in into life in general not necessarily just cycling but he, he can see the discipline and, and the dedication the guys have got and he likes to to help them it's mm. that simple and I think it's the same with some of most of the sponsors you yeah. know, if not all of them you know um, yeah they just say it's, it's, it's more than cycling they're actually it, it, it's helping young guys if we, we potentially we looked at a, a, a women's team but there's not enough hours in a day but it would be the same if we had a women's team it's just to help help the guys grow in the sport and, and what the sport can give back to them does that take a load off of yourselves when you when you know you don't have to worry so much about oh. like results you know like oh return on the investment for the sponsors and it's really weird we've never had a sponsor say we need results we've had sponsors say we want social media coverage yeah. and we want everyone to tweet and and Instagram and Facebook and get as much and and that's kind of alien to me in my age and when I was racing it was you just results it, but it wasn't, wasn't it wasn't even a thing when I started right. you know it, it wasn't how many followers or likes you can get but that's big nowadays because that's quantifiable um, so uh, but no there's there's never been any pressure for us to get results yeah um, there's pressure to maintain kind of a professional attitude or or the team must be run well and look like it's doing something because you, you don't want to sponsors don't want to be associated with I don't know you know bad behaviour or or, yeah. or, or, or or anything to bring them into disrepute and we never have well actually take that back we don't want to go there <laughs> um, but uh, yeah that's that's important but yeah they, they again love for the sport there's no pressure yeah um, and yeah if we went the next step pro Conti then of course that does bring that with it so but that that would be a challenge and you'd have to weigh up the the benefits and of doing that yeah is that idea that they're not in it for the money mm. they're doing it because they love racing mm. and they they love helping you guys mm. love helping the sport it's not something we see so much of in in the races so much and something like i i wanted to think about because you've been racing since you were 15 15 yeah, yeah. So that is 30, 35 years. Mm. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yep, um, that's right. That you've seen races come and go, mm. you've seen teams come and mm. go. Mm. And um, we saw recently, like Lincoln mm -hmm. is, is an incredible race mm. and uh, possibly one of the biggest races in the UK. Yep. And they were struggling, and Rafa have stepped in mm -hmm. to, to save them, which is mm. brilliant. Is that something that we don't see enough of? Companies just saying this is the right thing to do because it, it's for the sport, you know, oh, sod the return. Yeah, I, I think so for sure. I'd, I'd love to see the cycling. I know there's, everyone's got financial constraints and everyone's struggling, but it would be lovely to see the people that make their money out of the cycling industry put something back in. Mm. Easy to say, I appreciate that. It's, it's got to stack up financially. They're going to have the marketing budget, except to do it. But it would be wonderful if they did that. What I have seen over the last 10, 15 years is there's far more people trying to take out the sport and make money out of it than put back in. And that never used to be the case when it was, you know, amateur. It was everyone did it because they, they love it. You love the sport, you yeah. do what you do because you love it. Um, there's, there's quite a bit of people trying to make businesses out of it. Yeah. Uh, understandably, nothing wrong with that, but um, it's great what Rafa have done. Uh, obviously, we're closely connected with Rafa. They make our kit and it's great to work with them. And they probably get a bit of bad press in, in some respects because there's lots of new cyclists associated mm. with Rafa. But 
everyone I've met from rapper to a man and woman loves cycling. They yeah. do it because they love cycling. They're passionate about it. And they want to help grassroots. They've they've spoken to me about that so many times. What can we do? Did it, and spoken to Reese about it and he passes that on. But they do genuinely love it. And for them to step in and save the Lincoln like that or help save the Lincoln is fantastic. And, and people should appreciate that the rapper is a company. Yes, they're a commercial entity, but they want to put back into sport and they love it and it would be great if there were more rappers out there i guess they're not quite unique but they're very lucky in that they're in a situation where they're one of the mm. largest cycling <clears throat> yeah. companies now so that if anyone is capable and able to just leap yeah. in and save a race they yeah. are but from the top down they yeah. love the sport yeah have you talked to anyone from from rafa and and they're all they're all fans they, yeah. all, they all ride bikes themselves yeah um, and for a lot of cycling fun companies, that's not the case. You know, you talk to someone at the top of the they they don't ride a bike. They've never right. ridden a bike. It's just a business. Um, but Rafa are unique in that respect. I think they 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 are <clears throat> you know cyclists from from the top down. And, yeah, and that's so. Yeah, we could do with more Raffers, and <laughs> that might save more Lincoln Grand Prix. Yeah. When I was a lad, you know, the Lincoln was just one of probably fifteen races and they've all gone. And they all had the history or very similar history to the Lincoln. They were all had been on the calendar since, you know, the maybe the fifties, the sixties, and you had a list of winners forty years long and and you had this tradition. Uh, and we've lost them and, and they won't come back. Is is that just is this survival of the fittest? You know, in I guess if you think of it in like the business terms, you know, with, mm. with certainly with new businesses, like you're saying, new cycling businesses, could you just argue they, they they weren't for whatever reason they weren't giving a good enough return and that's that's just uh, tough luck. Possibly, I mean, possibly. Obviously, it's far more expensive to race now. Yeah. You know, you look at if you, if you put on a, I mean, I remember the organizer of the Welling once, or hearing that the, the cost it was for the police outriders, um, and now you've got you've got to have the, not just the police outriders, all the the, the marshals, the motorbike marshals, the. First, yeah. but everything we see it with saffron water. Yeah, like, it's it's crazy. So the cost has, has spiralled, um, and probably we've been in a pretty crappy position economically. The whole country for what the last 10, 12 years, probably longer than that, and and there isn't maybe the money to plough back into the sport or put into the sport from sponsors. Yeah, and and would they see a return? Probably not. In, yeah. in reality, I mean, it's not even on blimmin' Eurosport anymore, is it? You know, yeah. I know it was stuck on there. A, ungodly hour but yeah there's that's it's not even on so you can't even go to a, a, a sponsor or an organizer can't even go to a sponsor and go yeah we're going to have some prime time tv or some it's going to be on eurosport that's that's gone is a uh, tour series on eurosport this year uh it's on itv4 uh right, okay. most years yeah um so i'm, I'm assuming it is i don't know we've not heard anything to the no, contrary it, I, I believe it's on mm. Um, but I don't. I'm assuming it will be on ITV. Because that's what makes the Tour of Britain <clears throat> so important. Yeah. Is that it is probably one of the only races in the UK that gets like proper TV coverage with a lot of eyes on it. Terrestrial TV, everyone can watch it. Yeah. You know, if you're a young kid coming home from school, you can turn the telly on and watch it. It's, yeah. It's what draws people into the sport. You know, it's what makes people dream, and I can do that. You know, it's but it is. It yeah, is. Yeah. You know, it's the same as the Tour. You know, that's only because it's on. Again, ITV4, isn't it? So yeah. people can see it. Everyone can see it. Mm. Free to air. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it yeah. gets, gets yeah. like inspiration for so, the young kids. Yeah, I mean, so, and, and it would be great if we had British races that could do the same. Yeah. You know, oh, this is a standout criticism, but, you know, you let's be honest, you did watch the Eurosport coverage and the, the actual footage, the coverage, the editing, etc. You mm. did wonder if you were, I'd been at the same race that weekend when I saw... <laughs> 
when I saw it hang on, was I that one? Did that really happen? Where did that bit of the race go? Yeah. You know, it, 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 let's be honest, it wasn't especially botchable. The um, best coverage. No, yeah. <laughs> well, when I think back to when I first started watching cycling in 85 and watching the Tour de France on Channel 4, that coverage was <laughs> was brilliant compared yeah. to the, what's done with, you know, the premier calendar of the National Way Series. European coverage is really good as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it can be so different. Yeah. Surely a camera's a camera. I don't know. I don't know. But. <laughs> <clears throat> so, no, you know, how, why could they do it so well in 80, 80, in 85, you know, with Channel 4, with technology, it was probably a lot, lot less than it is today. And, yeah. And, and now you look at it and it's just... Yeah, you don't get a feel for the speed. You don't get a feel for anything. And that means that you you have these races, like you said, gone down from fifteen to yeah. Uh, six. Well, there's what eight eight, eight now. Yeah. Um, there's some good ones, you know. There's some there's some cracking ones. and the ones that endure. But there are some, you know, Klondike great event, which is new, really, yeah, like in the grand scheme event. of things, that, that only a few years old. Seems to really have captured the um, the, the the communities. Um, enthusiasm up there you go on the race the, the crowds are out it's great whatever they do up there they're doing it right because yeah. they're engaging the local communities they're all coming out there's bikes painted it's, it is just, you know it's great it's really what it should be and it maybe shows what can be done yeah um, and that's so. with new because I I guess I was thinking Lincoln is great and the crowds mm. are out every yeah. time clearly it was difficult for them to attract sponsors mm. and they've been saved by the, like, mm. this brilliant intervention mm. British Cycling didn't, couldn't, wouldn't step in to help them. You know, in an ideal world, they mm. they just say, "Hey, we can save this mm. today." Mm. I think it's this this interesting thing that f- as riders, we we so often look to the traditional races that have a huge mm. history. Mm. Okay, it's been going fifty years; it's amazing. Mm. But the dichotomy where new races just come in and they they hit the right nerve mm. and and they're on. Well, hopefully, Klondike will be one or is one of those already. Um, I think as a rider, it's brilliant to see the history of a race you know you look back and you see a who's who and you want to add your name to that list and and it does build that history and that reputation um so you've got races that are starting to build a reputation and hopefully they'll stay on the calendar yeah and you mentioned the tour of the reservoir is a, a long way mm. north mm. <laughs> um you know it's for teams that are based down here mm. Uh, in East Anglia yeah. or closer to London, mm. Southwest Saint Perrin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a long, long day out. Oh, don't to get me these going races. Yes, yeah, our nearest race, nearest race, our nearest race is the Lincoln. So yeah. two and a half, three hours to get there. Um, you know, we've it's ridiculous. There's nothing down south. Yeah. Um, didn't used to be the case. We used to have lows down here. Yeah. You know, Premier Canada events, big events. Um. Unfortunately, we lost the Eastbourne. I love BC to put more effort into helping organisers get something down south. Uh, a gripe I have: we spend our whole budget travelling up north, staying up, accommodation, travelling expenses, etc., etc. Um, and then, if we wanted to, over the last handful of years, if we wanted to be an elite team, we've got to pay BC to register as an elite team. I don't know if that's the case this year. But we spend all our money going to events up north. Yeah. So it's, well, hang on, help us out here. Because the registration fee didn't <clears throat> include fees to the... No, no, no. It was just to register. It was, what, over two grand to register yeah. as an elite team. Uh, and what did and that actually get you? Uh, maybe some TV coverage and, and a mention in the in the media coverage beforehand. Uh, and also you get to go in the first team card draw. Yeah. Um, Is it but, worth two grand to, to a team? Well, I don't... 
for us no of course not I'd yeah. rather put that money into going to a race and give the boys a better race programme um, but but people or well, BC seems to think you're swimming in money and, and you can afford this rather than what you're trying to do is support their events so I, I think things will change this year hopefully anyway so yeah. we may see a change in that respect fingers yeah. crossed yeah. <laughs> yeah. sorry it's just one of my gripes <laughs> we're trying to avoid too much <clears throat> yeah everything, don't get me going yeah. everything can become I guess when you're in mm. this sort of uh, rocky period of it mm. everything can become a gripe it can it's, you know it's very easy to just oh, it, say, it's oh. really difficult don't it is the, the, the scene at the moment is really difficult and it's in a really strange period so hopefully it'll come out the other side stronger we've just got to keep as many races as possible yeah recycling being as big as it is now and and you know how many people are actually riding bikes you'd think it would be easy so just hopefully we'll pop out the other side uh, with all this Brexit stuff yeah finished. businesses don't <coughs> yeah, like that yeah hopefully there'll be more continuity and if we, if we can pick up as a country in the next year or two we won't do politics do you, do but, um, <laughs> yeah. do you but, foresee that though do you see like have there always been peaks and troughs yeah, oh, oh, yeah absolutely and probably the, the period we had in terms of teams four or five years ago was the peak. That was a peak, yeah. We had JLT, Condor, yeah, NFTO. JLT, Wiggins, Madison, etc. Uh, yeah, One yeah. Pro, NFTO. And then, you know, we'd, yeah, so we'd, we're on a now that we're on a down. So we're expecting like maybe every 10 years is the each cycle. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But with, with, say, with Brexit, and if the country picks up quicker than maybe it thought it would, if it does, then, you know, maybe we'll, we'll get sponsors wanting to come into the sport. Yeah. Um, there's so many, so many complex things, you know, are we a cycling nation? Do people appreciate the sport? Is it ever going to be appreciated or accepted? We're not France, we're not Belgium, we're not Italy. Yeah. There isn't that, you know, that, that ingrained love of it and you're brought up with it as a kid. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty complex. Yeah. Mm. And I guess we go to Belgium a lot mm. and race in Belgium a lot and you see like the other side of the coin, mm. how it could be. Mm. Is there the feeling that like BC don't do that? They they don't see the other ways that it can be done. Yeah, I think so. But are they allowing for how the, the cultural side of cycling in the UK, mm. which is incredibly different to Belgium, where it is in their DNA? And the Kermes style, <clears throat> like I, I imagine the cost of putting on a race there is so much lower. Uh, in some respect, obviously the motorists and everyone understands that road's shut. And yes, they do use small commerce circuits. Obviously, they have place-to-place races in the biggest circuits as well and rolling clothes. But I said this on to someone else recently. You know, we put on a massive, great race. It's, let's have a 30-mile circuit. You see the race three times if you're spectating in 100 miles. You know what commerce is like. Yeah. They're, they're brilliant. You know... It, 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 and and a race is how hard the riders make it. It doesn't. You have to stick it up the bloody biggest climb you can possibly find and send them over a moor. <laughs> it's up to the riders to you know. Well, most of them <clears throat> are perfectly flat in Belgium. Yeah, and you get brilliant <laughs> racing. Um, I, I don't know how much it costs, and that's another conversation. But it, I'd like to see smaller races or smaller circuits potentially, or a handful, so you have less less turns. You need less marshals. It's better for spectators. It's easy to say all of this, but I don't see why it, it couldn't get... But then you need someone... There used to be a race in Blackmore, which was yeah. great. That was organised by a cyclist, and it was like a mini commerce, and the whole village came out. It's fantastic. It was exactly like they do in Belgium. 
but that was someone that lived in the village was a cyclist and they had a fair and a fate and it was it used to be great i mean that went many years ago is there is the lead not there from because british cycling are a, a real powerhouse when it comes to like lobbying for on behalf of races <coughs> as well yeah. i i don't get the impression that they want to lead in that direction i mean i know i've just used the klondike as, yeah. as an example what the organiser or the council or whatever they've done up there, how they've engaged with the communities up there is is brilliant. You know, they're all out. There's, you know, there was a still band, you know, or, or a still drum band and there's, oh, it was everything out. All, all, every village you go through, they're all out screaming the race on. Yeah. And it was great. And as a, just in the car, but if you're a rider, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but everyone seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. It's weird though, the, the, because the... um you get these unintended consequences. So it's a sweet spot and the tour of Britain, hmm. they grow. And as they grow, they want to be a higher category race hmm. because of that. They start to limit the number of riders and number of teams hmm. from like the domestic scene that hmm. can race. And of course, as you say, that has a knock on effect. Hmm. Um, like the last thing I want to do is tie, <laughs> tie what sweet spot have managed to do with the tour of Britain, which is brilliant. And Absolutely. say, Hey, knock on hmm. effect. That's, hmm. that's made, uh, killed the uk racing scene because that's no, not the it, case it, it, um, but it's funny how they all everything interconnects and i mean they should be in many respects an example of what's what's possible you they've know done brilliantly what yeah. that they can close roads they can do anything you know it's they manage to engage with the british public i mean everyone knows you've got a sweet spot or an event in town that be it a tour series be it mm. the tour of britain they do something to engage with the public and and notice do you think there's a real way to inspire people in, into racing because uh, there's this huge rise of like Grand Fondo style mass mm. participation mm. Uh, which whether it's just the same mm. 15,000 people mm. doing it every time mm. or maybe a different lot each time uh, don't but, know <clears throat> don't don't know I mean I I know because you've got the fellow Essex haven't you yeah we've got that I know, Essex I know, now. I've spoken to local people that ride bikes that are really excited about it. they want to do it so I, I guess getting into sport, what what inspires people to start racing or youngsters to start racing yeah. and it is usually a me, I don't know about yourself, probably the same. I saw Tour de France on ITV4, yep. on, sorry, on Channel 4, <laughs> saw the milk race. Yeah. I lived in Bournemouth at the time and saw the milk race race into Bournemouth. And that that inspired me. I thought, I'll give that a go, you know, amongst other things. Um, and, and for youngsters now, what brings them into the sport? We need, a, we need a strong UK scene to inspire youngsters if there's nothing to go to no role models yeah and and, and also racing you know changing the subject slightly youngsters now guys that want to join the team that that they're they're coming through and they realize actually there isn't there isn't a uk team to go to uh retiring from it now and they'll just you know be riding in the uci Mm. scene in the uk and Mm. suddenly say they'll hit 22 Mm. you know what are you doing quitting Mm. the sport now Mm. and it's because they're there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah, there's there's absolutely that. There's so many youngsters coming through and they've got high hopes and they're going to go places, but there's so few places to be had. So they pack up. So they love the sport and then it gives them nothing back in many respects. Yeah. And that that I find really disappointing. You've got youngsters, they shouldn't, if they love riding the bike, why would you retire at 22? Yeah. If you're not going to be a pro, yeah, you're not going to be a pro, but there's there's an amateur, you can carry on if you really love it. Um but there's so many things I think that have stopped riders loving it yeah. nowadays. It's I not as it's simple the, as it used to be. You know? It's the discussion of <clears throat> what even should the UK scene be? You know, should it be a stepping stone? Should it be its own scene within it? No, it should be its own, own scene. Yeah. I don't see why it couldn't be its own scene. You know, yet 
we're not Europe, we're not Belgium, Italy, France, Spain, where they're all together. But why shouldn't the UK have a real thriving scene? It did in the 80s. Yeah. You know, when I hear the stories of, of all the races in the 80s, big, big races, you had the pro scene, you had an amateur scene, you know, um, and, and they were both self-sufficient. Um, so there is, I mean, you've got lots and lots of problems with circuits, traffic, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we've already kind of touched on, yeah. but the, 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 what it should have it. So it shouldn't just be a stepping stone to disappear to Europe. It would be yeah. great to have some races over here that, that or, or a calendar that you could, you know, ride some big races yeah. over here. You look, how many big races are there for the pro scenes? You know, how many UCI races are there? There's, you know, virtually none. Uh, and and it used to be some of the National A series were Lincoln used to be an international once upon a time Hog Hill, which is just it's you know it's the, it's a circuit race really, mm. um, but I go there so often and every time I see uh, hanging up there's uh, a start sheet from I don't know the seventies or something. It's got like Eddie Merckx. That would have, I think you'd probably it? find that was the inaugural that was inaugural was opening of Eastway. Yeah, yeah, which is incredible um, that, that you could. Do that. Well, you you had even I mean, you had well you you bought across that was the inaugural open of Eastway uh, before my time. Hasten to add, um, <laughs> but you had Eddie Merch. You had lots of big stars yeah. come over to open that. Obviously, I think they might have been paid to come over and ride it. But you had the March Hare. Now, I know in 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 word only, there's still a March Hare classic yeah. that's that's mooted. But that event used to be the first pro event in the in the UK every year. I mean I I rode it a number of times against the pros uh and it was great. You know, that was at Eastway and it was uh two hours, sixty laps, so sixty miles around Eastway, which is a wearing circuit. Yeah, that's hard. It's not like the New Velo Park, you know, sixty miles around Eastway could do some damage. Um <laughs> and it was great. You know, you used to get big crowds there. It's fantastic. Why couldn't you promote a proper March hair or, or or a you know, that was the calendar opener in the UK yeah, and, and that was that had a lot of history but it's gone what would be wrong with promoting if all the pro teams or BC said right first event we're going to have uh, use Cyclo Park a little bit grippier yeah. so Cyclo Park 60, 60 laps around Cyclo Park all the pro teams you could have a bloody brilliant race yeah um, they did it for the women's tour didn't they yeah, <clears throat> yeah but put that there hopefully it will attract people I don't know if the women's tour did um, but you know it's easy to get to and it would you know be the season opener I mean they even had a a National Road Series Premier Calendar, I like to call it that, but they had a Premier Calendar around there and they made mm. the March Hare a Premier Calendar event, so a national ranking event, mid-90s. It was great. Yeah. You know, crowds were there, easy to get to. It doesn't take much imagination to put to put something like that on if you could get the back end of the pro teams and BC and say, right, we'll put this on. This is going to be the first first event in the National Road Series. Yeah. They did it in the past. Is it, why, yeah, think it out loud here. Why, why don't they do that? Right, cycle park. Let's make the first national road series. Cycle park, sixty miles. Let's change it up totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, BC could even organise it themselves. It would, you know, then you would get the big teams going because they'd have to because it's part of the national road series. It would it would help cyclo or cyclo park undoubtedly. You know, and and there must be other. I'm thinking of that. I don't know. There might be other ones around the country that are equally as good, if not better. Um, so that's something maybe maybe mm. they should consider. You know, it's worked in the past. Why not now? Sorry, yeah. I'm just going off the tangents. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah. it's like, well, it's the thing is, you, as I said, we could talk for mm. for days yeah. about, and <coughs> it's, it's yep. a huge yep. discussion yep. Yep. to be yep. had. Which, that is something for you. 
That's something for me. Yeah, yeah. It's honestly, to talk. yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's, it's it is something that I will but look at in what, like it, what what we can do and how we mm. can. Um, they, they they that was a really successful event and it's yeah. just gone and it was probably pretty easy to organise. I can have that one for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you could it's tie just... it in, why wouldn't they commit to another event if it was done? The passing was successful. Yeah, it doesn't take much to add that to the can. Not now, but you know, next year, add that yeah. to the calendar. Well, if it happens, yeah. you heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we know yeah. where we got the yeah. idea. Yeah, but uh, anyway, we're we're so, gonna yeah. we can we can talk. Yeah, so much longer. Um, I guess if we if we stop it there because I'm going to be talking to some of your team riders at some point. Super. Anyway, um, okay. I know. Callum, I've been bugging him about. Okay. Isaac, Reese, yeah. all of them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Good. Joe good. Sutton is a former rider as well. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to keep keep hitting the Richardson's trek line. Brilliant. Which should be good. Brilliant. But, yeah. So you, Richardson's have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Oh, They're on everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. I Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't do Twitter. So maybe Instagram and Facebook. Are the best Instagram. Places to and, I've, and we've got a web page as well. Uh, yes. Eastern Elite Racing. So everyone, everyone's got to make sure to follow you. Yeah. I'll be brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And then everybody else can follow Monument Cycling. Nope. Most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you bet. And we're going to have a little yeah. bit of a, a little bit of a online beef. Yeah, no, no, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, thank you so much. No worries. And um, follow Monument Cycling on uh, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh, and then subscribe to the podcast as well because we've got more episodes coming up. As I said, we have, have uh, plenty planned with the team. And um, you can stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Be really good. Fantastic. Folks, until then, <laughs> stay safe. Thank you very much. Thanks. Cheers. See you. I didn't even cough much. <laughs>